Hey, this is Angela, your lifeguard, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. This is your lifeguard, Matt, from Apex, North Carolina, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hi, I'm Rob Leonard, one of your lifeguards, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Dude. We are greasy. Around here, we have a pro-wheezing the juice policy. Well, pre-COVID. Wheezing the juice now is guaranteed COVID straight down your gullet. We also have a pro-radmobile policy. Radmobile, if you're from Alabama. Radmobile, if you're in England. Honestly, that sounds like a rad Friday for a preteen in the late 90s. Going to laser tag, getting a large slush, and draining some quarters in the arcade machines. This radical post-teen is kevin my bodacious post-teen co-pilot is jim welcome to season three we're gonna nerf on some edge. excellent we did take a week off in anticipation of season three and if you count the halloween special we took two weeks off from regular programming uh you can listen to our halloween special And you can hear what we discussed if you refer to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This, of course, is the Pool Scene Podcast. Many things have happened in our short hiatus. Some much better than others. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Before we kick off Season 3, Jim has a few words about something that happened this Sunday, November 8th. So most of you know out there that we lost a big big pioneer when it came to game show hosts and that is one mr alex trebek now for the majority of you out there especially in my age demographic and kevin's you know i'm 39 kevin's 37 back in the days of the 80s not quite i'll be well two months sorry almost there don't put me there yet yeah please you don't want to be rushed to it believe me i know now back in the days of the 80s we had our, our console tvs there was no cable There were three channels, NBC, CBS, and ABC, and on a clear day, you can get a channel out of Cleveland. 7.30 every night, my family would get together, and we would watch Jeopardy. And I would like to say Jeopardy helped contribute a lot of my knowledge and a lot of my know-how I thank Alex Trebek about. Now, not too many celebrities I've gotten real torn up about that have passed. I can name... Payne Stewart, the golfer, I remember crying about that, and especially Robin Williams. I lost it when it came to Robin Williams because he was a role model to me. When it came to like stand-up comedy and all that stuff, it was Robin Williams. But this really rocked me. I mean, it kind of hit close to home because my mom died stage four colon cancer three years ago. His defiance and wanting to go to the bitter end, and he wanted to keep doing Jeopardy just to, you know, stay up on top of things and keep living life. And Ironically enough, last week he filmed the entire run of Jeopardy. He just finished up and his last show will be on Christmas Day. So I know one thing I'll be doing with the family is sitting around one last time and hearing Johnny Gilbert saying, Here is the hope of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. Thank you, Johnny. From me, from Kevin, here at the Pool Scene Podcast, I would like to announce Alex Trebek will be our second member of the Honorary Lifeguard Hall of Fame. To all of you out there, watch all the old Jeopardies, learn a lot, and learn to be better. Thank you, Alex Trebek. We will miss you. Well said, Jim. Uh, 
Alex Trebek was 80. So thankfully, while still tragic, he did get to lead a lengthy, obviously successful life. And he got to spend his final day on Earth on his swing with his wife watching the horizon, which is exactly what he wanted to do. And I will say it's probably a little early to bring this up, but there's unfortunately in this country, we can't leave anything alone. So Jeopardy should end and never be brought back. Probably what will happen is there will be a hiatus and then they'll bring it back. I think there's one person that should be the host. I think Alex picked his successor already though. Oh, did he? I think in the interview he had with that, I can't remember his name, TJ. I can't remember his last name on ABC. He asked them, have you talked about who you want to take over your role on Jeopardy? He's like, yeah, I've talked to somebody. I have somebody in mind, but I don't want to say anything. I think it should be Ken Jennings. How perfect would that oh be? Oh my God, it's the best. I think that would be That's excellent. the only person I'd be okay with. Because remember when Jeopardy back in the day, you won five days and you're done. Ken Jennings revolutionized Jeopardy. Yeah, and, and every time... Holzhauser came along and... Yeah, but every time Ken Jennings won the Tournament of Champions over... What do you win, like 84 straight days yep. or something like that? Yeah, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. All right, now let us begin... Let's get happy. Yeah, let us begin season three. This week, we will be talking about 1992's Encino Man, starring Sean Astin, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) If you couldn't tell, I did a clap. Yeah, with the finger points. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. I'm convinced that it ended his career. The awkward clap he did at the Golden Globes and the film debut of the Weasel, Polly Shore. The tagline for this film is just lazy, generic stuff from this time, where the Stone Age meets the Rock Age. I'm sure they were very proud of that one. (laughs) Hey, it's not as bad as some of the ones we've covered already. Right. In France, Great Britain, Asia, and New Zealand, this movie was called California Man, (laughs) which I love. I love California Man. I wish it was California Man. California Man! California. California. Man. Season one. Uh, Jim, in addition to the budget and box office for Encino Man or California Man, if you prefer, tell us how we were living in May of 1992 at the time of its release. All right. May 92, Encino Man, a.k.a. California Man, had a budget of $7 million, and it ended up racking in $27 million at the box office. Surprise. In America. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, globally it made like. 40 million maybe i don't know never would have thought that from watching it full disclosure i never saw this movie until tonight so this is the first time i loved it just saying i love the movie it was really good now in 92 going a little you know not in the greatest cheery type of thing four lapd officers were acquitted in the rodney king trial that sparked the la riots we all remember those scenes that videotape reginald denny getting hit in the face with a fucking brick and the world's so much different now oh yeah good thing we cured racism let me tell you jesus christ amy fisher i guess this this is a really downtime amy fisher shoots mary joe buttafuoco in the face after she had an affair with joey buttafuoco Let me tell you, Joey Buttafuoco, not a really handsome looking dude. And also in television, we watched the Golden Girls one last time and Johnny Carson walk off the set of The Tonight Show to turn it over to Jay Leno. And now your Alan Jackson May 1992 update. People started looking at me different, put me up on this pedestal like I was some kind of saint or something, you know, and I was like, man, I'm just a saint or simple song. Alan Jackson, that sexy debonair, was on the cover of American Songwriter Magazine. Way to go, Al. Check out the picture right now on our Instagram page. And that was your Alan Jackson update for May 1992. The number one song in the country, Jump 
crisscross. Wow, number one. Number one. Did you ever flip your shirt I never did. I remember a kid, a sixth grader, when I was, I don't know how old, in 92. But I remember him wearing his clothes backwards and thinking... I love crisscross jump, but I remember seeing somebody in real life where their clothes backwards. I thought it was so stupid. I think I did it once at home, and my mom literally said, you look like an asshole. And I was 11 years old, and I did look like an asshole. The number one movie in America, one of the greatest film franchises of all time, Lethal Weapon 3. Nice. Lethal Weapon 3 was number one. And that what was all that was happening in May of 92. All right. Without further ado, the plot for Encino Man. The movie opens with a caveman and a cavewoman attempting to make a fire in their cave when an earthquake causes a cave-in burying them. Fast forward to present day Los Angeles, an earthquake awakens Dave Morgan. Dave, along with his best friend Stoney, want to be popular, but they are losers. Dave also has a major crush on Robin. They were best friends in elementary school, which seems to be the source of his game when talking to Robin. He brings up everything from their childhood. The creepiest shit possible, mind you. Robin rejects Dave's advances, but she also is dating Dave and Stoney's bully, typical athlete jock, Matt Wilson. Dave has been digging a pool in his backyard because one part of his popularity plan is that after he's popular... He will host the prom after party with a big in-ground swimming pool that he's digging in his backyard. Yeah, by himself. And his parents have no problem with him doing Don't give a shit whatsoever. Uh, One day while digging, Dave hits a block of ice. Stoney helps him move the ice block to his garage, and they put a bunch of fire hazard space heaters (laughs) on the block of ice while they're gone. And the ice melts and emerges. Here comes the caveman. He just busts out of this block of ice. It's the same caveman, obviously, from the beginning of the film. The caveman instantly sees a garbage truck, then goes inside the house and sees television, which he accidentally turns on. He makes quite a mess inside, a rude awakening to say the least. When Dave and Stoney get home, they get over the communication hurdle with who they're going to call Link. And then we get a makeover scene to Wright said Fred's I'm Too Sexy because every movie in the 90s contractually had to use I'm Too Sexy. Yeah. After the makeover, they name the caveman Link as in Missing Link. And they also convince Dave's family that Link is an Estonian exchange student. They enroll him in school and Link becomes instantly popular. Dave and Stoney become sort of popular by association. I wouldn't call them popular, but I'd say, as Dave says in the movie, People know who we are. Dave also gets closer to Robin because of Link, which her boyfriend Matt is obviously not thrilled about. Stoney's unique personality, including mannerisms and slang, rub off on Link. This causes a rift between Stoney and Dave, and next, Link fights Matt, well, sort of fights Matt, at the ice skating rink called Blades. Sort of is even of a loose term. Yeah, too. Matt punches him in the face, and yeah. Link just stands there. Takes and it. Takes it, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of where Robin starts to grow heart eyes for Link. <sighs> After Link has a freak out at their school field trip to a museum, Dave tries to set Link free. But Link returns to break up a fight between Dave and Stoney, which leads to the reconciliation or reconciliation. So not going to go into too much here, but Dave basically is jealous or upset because popularity comes so easily to Link. And that's everything Dave wants in the world. But does Link have a pool? No. (laughs) A mud pool. Fuck you. Link goes to prom with Robin while Dave stays home. At prom, 
Matt plans to reveal to the school what he thinks will be devastating information <laughs> that Link is a caveman. The world shook. He has Polaroids to prove it that he stole out of Dave's room. Dave and Stoney head to prom to stop him. They chase him. Matt tells the school, but as you could probably guess, the announcement only makes Link more popular. Dave and Robin make up along with Stoney and Link. They lead the prom dance floor in a, what we'll call a caveman dance. That somehow everybody picked up. It was like the African anteater ritual dance yes. in Camp I Me Love. They had a uh, real sick like rap metal band at the, at the prom. Oh, they were awesome. Dave holds the after party prom at his house after all. <laughs> at the mud pool. At the mud pool. He and Robin kiss. And then she's off to Port Chester University. Uh, <laughs> George Clinton. Stoney and Link follow caveman-style prints through the house that lead them to Link's cavewoman partner from the beginning of the movie, who's ran herself a bath. I know you said caveman-style prints, but I literally thought, I just imagined prints as, as a caveman. caveman. Yeah. So good. She's got purple cheetah skin. <laughs> uh, Stoney cheers them on. He, I think, watches the cavemen take a bath together. A little weird. As she also gets a modern makeover as the film ends. Jim, unless you have anything else to mention, let's get into the character. I love, this movie was so weird. It was great. We have Sean Astin as David Dave Morgan. Ugh, he's so annoying, dude. Brendan Fraser as Linkovich Chamovsky. Polly Shore as Stanley Stoney Brown. Megan Ward as Robin Sweeney, Michael DeLuise as Matt Wilson, the bully, Robin Tunney from The Craft fame as Ella, which is Robin Sweeney's best friend. And Empire Records. And Empire Records, exactly. Uh, Deb. We have uh, Hall of Fame inductee Rick Dukeman. The Duke. We're going to do all of Rick Dukeman's movies. Yes, we are. I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> Rose McGowan's in here just as a ancillary yeah. background character that has a line or two. And anybody else? that we need to mention not really no, i don't think there, there, there are a lot of people in the background like we said richard major we've seen him in a lot of 80s yeah, movies uh license to drive yeah, data from yeah data from the goonies uh, sean asked must have got him the gig so i see alan russell as redneck so that's a, a good role and then i'm assuming that this is the sick rap metal band at the prom it says cameo appearance by infectious grooves that's a hell of a name. Gotta be them. Infectious Groove sounds like it should be a ska band. Yeah. Let's be honest. So, uh, Jim, which actor or actress gives a passable performance? Does any non-lead character steal scenes? I guess it would be Brendan Fraser to be able to do the bare minimum and pull off a leading role. Link. Link. No. You're Link. I'm Dave. 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 No. Dave. Dave. Dave, 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 Dave. Yes. <laughs> I mean, all he did was say a couple words. Most of the time was screaming and runting. Sean Astin, I would have to say throughout all the movies that we've done in two complete seasons, he ranks right up there with Vince Velouf's Matt Jensen from Grind as two of the most annoying characters we have covered yeah, that's, so far. It's an easy Hollywood fix. So I remember taking writing courses in college. You need a sympathetic protagonist. A protagonist that you care about for some reason or the other. Yeah. Dave is, is kind of like he's selfish. He's you not likable. No, there's no. nothing care. that makes us care about Dave. Like every decision he makes is self-centered, selfish, and wrong. And so, the clothing style was top notch. Yeah. Who doesn't like a plaid vest with white shorts, an open dress shirt, and a t-shirt? I, I what the hell, man? I probably say my MVP for this one is Polly Short. Okay, my friend. Try and experience what I'm about to chirp in your lobes. Okay, cool? Uh, Today, buddy, we're going to discuss grindage. 
Having filled the furnace, packed the cheeks, and stuffed the gills. Okay? You're probably used to eating twigs, right? But out here in the U.S. of age, buddy, we got something called the four basic food groups. And it's because oh, sure, yeah. in the later Pauly Shore movies, like son-in-law and you know a lot of people like these but like when a movie had to rely on paulie shore's performance yeah it's a bit much but in in Cino man you've got a nice balance mm -hmm. he's you know he's not the focus he's a secondary character so you get enough of that that's funny but it's like if there was any more of them like we liked him in, in class act yeah because he was barely on he's it. he's barely on it he does a, a really funny two scenes and this is sort of the same way like Got a few really funny scenes, and he's not dragging the whole thing down. Yeah, and he has his own language. But like I told you, what makes Polly Shore so unique is every role he's been in, I feel the director said, just be you. Yeah. And that's who he is in real friggin' life. Yeah, that's the appeal of, of Polly Shore is just... Chilling you know, with the wheeze. Yeah, just we want your bit, your deal. We want that. Yeah, that's all just we want. Just be that. Don't be something else. Just, Dude, I mean, just look how marketable it was in the early 90s yeah. for Polly Shore. He was on MTV all the time. Right. He had his own show. Was that on MTV? Yeah. Was, chilling with the wheeze. Yeah, chilling with the wheeze prior yeah. to this. All right, with that said, why don't we move on to best or favorite scenes? You go first. Season three. Kevin, kick it off. Okay, so it's uh, Stoney's day out with Link. Stop! Stop! Where did you go? You just took off after school. Do you know how worried I've been? God, you sound like my mom. God, you can't do that to me. What's on his nose? Just chill, Dave, because you know why? Link and I had a Stony time at the mountain. You took him to Mega Mountain? Are you crazy? Yeah, because they're riding the vapor in reverse. They are? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Check out the fresh knocks. Wee's in the juice. Ow! Buddy. <laughs> Check out my cat. Ow! Oh, Ow! God, you got him talking like you now. Ow! Uh, so, so they good. leave school, and Stoney takes Link to a mini mart. Yeah. Which is very obviously a Circle K. He teaches them about food groups, and the most, the best, like, memorable thing from this movie is wheezing the juice. <laughs> He puts his head under the slush machine and pulls the handle. This was completely different from Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> let me tell you, I didn't see anybody. What, what's the term? Wheezing the juice. Wheezing the juice. I didn't see Big Dick Richie wheezing the juice. No, and you get the stereotype Indian or, you know, Middle Eastern gas station owners. Yeah. And he says, don't we ease the juice? <laughs> he, sa he says it real funny. Figure wheeze a little juice. No, the and then after the mini mart scene which is the iconic thing stoney's idea is let's take him to mega mountain yeah the theme park well, i think that's california's great america yeah and he puts them on roller coasters and they harass the mascot yeah but it's like if you're a caveman and you've been reintroduced to life on earth i don't know how many hundreds of millions or thousands yeah, of years a lot of time has passed then you unfreeze and wake up. I don't think a roller coaster is probably the smartest thing. You really think he'd be adjusted to G-forces like that? No. Good I, lord. I mean, there's a lot that we'll talk about in logic where yeah. I don't think his muscles or bones would work. because He'd like, be super atrophied, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. He'd, he'd be a like, damn noodle. So that's my that's my first one. Okay, my first one that made me laugh out loud is Stoney at dinner with Dave's family. Mr. Morgan. If you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. English, they only speak English. 
and he does his whole wheeze language and then his dad hits him with like English Stony English please and then you see Brendan Fraser eating out of the dog bowl and his dad starts throwing up he squeezes a you can't believe it's not butter thing into his mouth like he's smacking it and it's just spraying everywhere yet it just seems acceptably normal that he's from Estonia yes because let's be honest I watched Carmen Sandiego growing up. I've seen them talk about Estonia. I've never seen anybody do that in Estonia, but it seems to be, hey, that's what they do. He's an exchange student. But it's Richard Major in that scene where he's calm, cool, and collected. Looks at Stoney. He's like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> it's like, what the hell? It's so yeah, good. It's it's See, that that's a nice touch because Paulie Shore does that whole deal in every movie. And even in Class Act, mm-hmm. when he's telling him, I got some dancers from Sloppy Sues with the cones. He and, brings the cones up in yeah, this, too. And, and they're looking at him, and they don't really understand him. But that's the missing element is yeah. for someone to physically say, English. What are you uh, saying? Because it's so good. They just let him do all this dialogue that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's great. He uh he tracks a fly and catches it and eats it in that scene also. My next one and actually my last one is Blades. Blades, finally part of the elite. How cool are we? We're cool. David, I even showered, bro. Check out my dude, I dude, I got the raddest deodorant on, buddy. Take a whip, bro. So they... <laughs> it's an indoor hockey hangout. Yeah, and that's that's the popular hangout. I don't know exactly where this is at. I guess Estonia, California. Or not Estonia, California. What is it? Estonia. It's Encino, Encino. California. Yeah, Encino, man. Estonia, California. It's a country <laughs> within a state. In a country. Encino, California, the, the hot hangout is the indoor ice hockey rink. The one girl asks Stoney on a date and tells... Robin Tunney. Yes, Robin Tunney asks Link on a date and tells Stoney to drop him off. And he's like, can we come in? And she's basically like, no. (sighs) But they go in anyway. In this scene, we see Link make some cave paintings using ketchup and mustard. Which... Be quite honest, really good, dude. Yeah, really paint, good. Paints on the hockey glass. It's very it's very Panera. And then uh the Radmobile arcade game calls to him yeah. by saying Radmobile, Radmobile, and he goes and knows how to operate it, puts quarters in or whatever. Yeah, you never ha- saw a cave arcade? And then he and then he's good at it. And that's where Matt, the bully, pulls Dave onto the ice and essentially is gonna pummel him in front of everyone and Link Stands up for Dave, but it like is afraid to go in the ice and then gets punched and getting punched makes him super popular. Michael DeLuise is the worst bully to Dave because him and Sean Astin are the same damn height. Yeah. And I can't take Michael DeLuise seriously. I just as think a of Michael DeLuise from Wayne's World. Yeah. As one of the, the crew, the extended Wayne's crew in Wayne's World. There's a ton of DeLuises. There's a huge. I remember his uh, brother Peter was in Sequest. One of uh, DeLuise's tactics in this movie, which is probably for logic, is he uses a staple gun to staple Dave by his clothes yeah. to the wall in front of the school. You've been a headache ever since the third grade. God. I know about your stupid Palm King bullshit. Forget it. Robin wouldn't piss on your gums if your teeth were on fire. Yeah, she would. <laughs> Shush! Hush, please! Showing your ignorance again, Morgan. Some of us pump, and some of us slump. You should try some pump, Morgan. Might clear up your acne. Not that Sean Astin's that big or anything, but he weighs at least 170 pounds. Yeah, he's being held up by staples. They crucified him. 
Yeah, basically. And then they <laughs> right, come eat on. me on his head. And the stapling isn't even that bad. And then Dave's like, oh my God, what are you writing? Like, he doesn't care that he's being stapled to the wall. Would you not feel that he's writing E-A-T-M-E? Yeah, he's like, what are you writing? What are you writing? It's like, does it matter? You're stapled to the wall. It's not going to make... I'm actually shocked he didn't draw a dick on his face. Let's be honest. Yeah. All right, I have one more. Actually, two more. Real short, the gazongas. Some Betty, huh? Betty. Gonzagas. Gonzaga's body cones. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought that was funny when he tries to grab uh, Robin Tunney's breasts. Yes. Dave has a uh, poster as you did in the nineties, like a very wet girl. Yeah. Like wet girl on poster and they're Link staring at it. So they teach him gazongas. Gazongas. So (laughs) he, the first day he goes to school, he jumps off a balcony, makes a beeline for, he didn't just jump off a balcony. Anybody else, I would have been considered a suicide attempt. He did a full gainer. Like he was doing the fucking Barcelona Olympics. Yeah. Lands on his feet and then makes a beeline for Robin Tunney. And then pantomimes grabbing her tits. Gazongas. No. And says gazongas. Gazongas. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's awesome though. Yeah, but in my last one, real quickly too, the dance scene. I mean, like I said, it harkens back to Camp Buy Me Love, yeah. where they do the African anteater ritual dance, where it seems within I don't know thirty to forty five seconds, everybody started making their own part of the dance. Yeah, and then everybody knew it. Yeah, it's like Dave tells uh, tells the girl like, watch this. Yeah, and then just jumps right into the rhythm, knows the whole dance. Must have been a scene where we didn't see them learn this dance. Apparently so. But then the rest of the school knows it also. It's or in what we, learns it. It's in what we call the two hour cut of this movie. The Zack Snyder cut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's all I got for me. All right, perfect. So with that said, let's do our first pool check of season three. Pool check. We have already covered music videos from 1992. It's a new season. And frankly, it's a new world that we are living in. So we thought we'd try something that we haven't done before. This may flop. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to give it a whirl. Let's see what happens. But we essentially are going to do some trivia. We have a timed quiz where Jim is going to do 80s trivia. Yes. I'm going to do 90s trivia. And we're going to see how many of these we can get out of 30 in a timed quiz. Yes. And we'll see what happens. If this flops, we'll go back to doing regular pool checks. But for this week, we're giving a world. It's the kickoff of season three. We want to do something different. This is what we're doing. And play along at home. See if you can get these before we do. All right. Who, who's going first? It's up to you. All right. Uh, I'll go first. Okay. So you want me to read your questions? Yeah. Remember to, you have to hit start on Okay. That. So ready? Three, two, one. You have six minutes. In what city is RoboCop 1987 set? Detroit. Who played Frank Drebin in Naked Gun? Leslie Nielsen. Name the villainous prince from The Princess Bride. Pass. What Karate Kid character was played by Pat Morita? Oh, Miss Miyagi. Who directed Stand By Me and When Harry Met Sally? Oh, shit. Pass. For what 1987 film did Cher win a Best Actress Oscar? Moonstruck. Good job. What what composer scored Raiders of the Lost Ark in E.T.? Jerry Goldsmith? In Gremlins, what was the name of Billy's pet mogwai? Gizmo. Who played the title character in 1989's Uncle Buck? Uh, John Candy. Complete the Ghostbusters quote, don't cross the... Streams. 
What musical comedian wrote and starred in UHF 1989? Word Al Yankovic. Nakatomi Plaza was the setting for which 1988 action film? Greatest Christmas movie, Die Hard. Gordon Gecko was the main character of what 1987 movie? Wall Street. In what country was Indiana Jones titular Temple of Doom? It's a tough one. Where was the Temple of Doom? Iraq. Who directed 1981 comedy The History of the World Part 1? Mel Brooks. The Goonies is set in which U.S. state? Oregon. In Out of Africa, who starred as Karen Bixon? Whoopi. Oh, not Whoopi. Uh, no. Oprah Winfrey. No. Shit. Who portrayed boxer Ivan Drago in Rocky IV? It's Dolph Lundgren. Name the fortune-telling machine from Big. Soltar. In what film does Winona Ryder star as Lydia Dietz? Beetlejuice. Who played Arnold Schwarzenegger's brother in Twins? Uh, Danny DeVito. Who directed Romancing the Stone and Back to the Future? Robert Zemeckis. Good job. What 1988 Bill Murray film is based on A Christmas Carol? Scrooged. In Blade Runner, what are the bioengineered robots called? Oh. Pass. Name the platoon director who wrote Scarface's screenplay. Ridley Scott? Uh, In what 1984 film did Molly Ringwald play Samantha Baker? Sixteen Candles. What actor played the title role in 1986's Crocodile Dundee? Paul Hogan. Which Monty Python member helmed Time Bandits and Brazil? John Cleese. Terry Gilliam. Okay. Which is the name of Sigourney Weaver's character in Aliens? Ellen Ripley. Yep. So what didn't we get? We villainous prince from Princess Bride. Inigo Montoya? Yeah, I think that's right. And then who directed Stand By Me? Not sure. I'll have to look that one up. Spielberg? Out of Africa, who starred as Karen Bixon? And I think it's uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, uh, I didn't know she was in it. Yeah. I almost said whoopee 87. So you had three minutes to spare. Okay. How many did I get in three minutes? Um, I'd say you got 26 or 27. Okay. Because uh, let's just say 26 in three minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Meryl Streep out of Africa. Uh, let's see. Stand by me. Let's see who directed it. Just so we have some continuity since you had two minutes to spare. Yes. Rob Reiner directed Stand By Me. Oh, uh, okay. So that's pretty interesting. And then, yeah, Scarface. I'm pretty sure it's Tony Scott. It was directed by Brian De Palma. But let's see who wrote the screenplay. I almost, I, I almost said Kubrick, but I'm like, no, that's Full Metal Jacket. I got that confused. Screen, oh, Oliver Stone. Oh, O Stone. So it's Oliver Stone. That's uh, pretty interesting. I think that was, so I think there was four. I think there was, because uh, you didn't get the, originally didn't get the Princess Bride one, but you got it second time around. Didn't get uh, Stand By Me and Out of Africa with Meryl Streep. And then, yeah. So Okay, so how many did I get then? 20, 27. 27 in three minutes? Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. In what U.S. city was the Sixth Sense set? Philadelphia. What actress played Lilu in The Fifth Element? Mila Jovovich. Name two main characters in Dumb and Dumber. Harry and Lloyd. Who voiced Stinky Pete the Prospector in Toy Story 2? Kelsey Grammer. What Spielberg film was 1993's highest grossing movie? Jurassic Park. What 90s Sean Connery film is set largely on Alcatraz? The Rock. Complete the Groundhog Day scene location. Blank knob. Gobbler's knob. In Pulp Fiction, who cameos as the Buddy Holly Whiter? Waiter. Whiter. Uh, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. What Shakespeare play inspired the plot of The Lion King? Hamlet. Booyah. What Chuck Palahniuk novel became a 1999 David Fincher film? Fight Club. Chasing Amy and Dogma were both written and directed by whom? Kevin Smith. 
What Batman villain was played on screen by Uma Thurman? Poison Ivy. In The Big Lebowski, what item really kept the room together? The rug tied the room together. Complete the Home Alone quote. Keep the change, ya. Fucking animals. Filthy animals. <laughs> what 90s Tom Hanks film is based on a Winston Groom book? Does it say the year? What does it read it again? Ni- what 90s Tom Hanks film is based on a Winston Groom book? Forrest Gump. What was the police chief Marge's surname in Fargo? Gunderson. What does Austin Powers say his middle name is? Danger. Who played the part of Lee, Hobby, Lee Harvey Oswald in JFK? Almost did a Kennedy thing there. I don't know. I don't know that you one. Pass that one? Okay. Who composed the soundtrack to Disney's Tarzan? Phil Collins. Hell yeah. What was the first name of the titular Private Ryan? James. Which TV host fights Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore? Bob Barker. Who voices the title character in 1999's The Iron Giant? Vin Diesel. Hell yeah. Mark Vincent. The 1990 comedy House Party starred what hip-hop duo? Kid and Play. Whose 90s roles includes Detective Somerset, Azeem, and Red? Well, Red, I don't know Azeem, but Red and Somerset are Morgan Freeman. That's right. Army of Darkness was the third entry in what horror series? Evil Dead. Who wrote the From Dust Till Dawn and True Romance scripts? Quentin Tarantino. Natalie Portman's film debut was in what 1994 French thriller? Leon the Professional. In Silence of the Lambs, what is James Gum's nickname? Buffalo Bill. What 94 film featured Arnold Schwarzenegger as a pregnant man? Junior. Give the full name of Dana Carvey's Wayne's World character. Garth Algar. Stop. Okay. You got that in under two minutes, and you only missed one. You missed one. So you definitely won that. You won the title. You won the trivia title. Who um who played Leif Harvey Oswald in JFK? <sighs> I'm going to look it up because... I remember now, if you've ever seen the TV show 1963, it was an Amazon Prime show. That, was, that guy played a really good Lee Harvey Oswald. I can't remember who it is. Uh, I'm going to see if I can figure it out really quick. It was pretty it's good. It's Gary Oldman. Yeah, dude. So. You... you I thought I did pretty good. You fucking tried. I might have missed a couple of those and I just was confident. But yeah. I uh yeah, I might have been might have been wrong. But I, that, think, I, I think I think we did good. I'm hoping people listen to this and we're screaming like, no, that's not it, you dumb fuck. Yeah. You know, stuff I like that. I think we should get cards so we know for sure because yeah. uh, the program that we're we were Sporkle. using is a yeah, is an old uh computer program. So yeah, you gotta you type, have to it type in. and we just abandon typing. Yeah. So we so. wanted to do something different. We do the trivia again. We'll be we'll be better off. What will be cards? Yeah. yeah. Next week we are going to the plan at least. Uh, yeah. Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but we're gonna have a, a bit of a special episode next week. So I think we're going to have a couple pool sceners on here. A couple lifeguards. Yeah, couple pool sceners, and we're gonna um we're gonna do an after hour special for a very special pool check and extended. Yes. You know, almost episode length pool check next week. So it's going to be fun. All right. With that said, everybody back in the pool. Everybody back in the pool. (laughs) All right, Jim. So whether voluntarily or involuntarily, would you want to be frozen to return at a later time? Now, the caveat would be, is it sort of like you would hear like Walt Disney? There was that yeah. whole thing of Walt Disney, like, yeah. oh, we, we cut his head off and yeah. saved his Ted, head. Ted Williams, there's some other. A lot of stuff. I'm just healthy, right? We're doing like the demolition yeah. man yeah. thing. Yeah, you, you are frozen. I, I don't know the particular scenario, but for some reason, they're going to unfreeze you at a later point in time where you will be your exact self. Yeah, I'd be game for it. I'd be a, a product of a different time. People would want to study me and they'd probably want to know why. 
I'm so hairy on my chest. So, yeah, I'm game for it. I think it'd be fun. It'd be a cool experiment. For me, no, definitely not. I, I don't want to awake where I don't know anything. Everything's passed me by. It's, uh, it would be very, very disappointing. However, give me more movies where this happens. Demolition like Man. This uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I love that kind of hijinks where they take people from the past. I mean, yeah. not, not even necessarily freezing them, but they take people from the past and then put them at some point in the future, like in Bill and Ted when Genghis Khan's in the sporting goods store. That's a good point. There's an actual movie. It's really good. Malcolm McDowell's in it, David Warner. Time after time. It's from 1979. It's Sherlock Holmes and Jack the Ripper come into like late 70s modern America in San Francisco. And Jack the Ripper's like causing havoc. Nice. It's a really sweet Have movie. you watched About Time yet? That's the one I told you to watch on Netflix. No, I have not seen that yet. It is a time travel romantic comedy and it is, I, I mean, I... That's one you said that choked yes, you up it it is it's fantastic movie really well acted good cast good premise it's really great i suggest it it's on netflix right now it's uh called about time i have another great one for you and we talked about leave the weapon three because it was the number one movie in america when this came out mel gibson did a movie called forever young yeah where yeah. he was a fighter pilot that ended up being frozen and he comes to Later on, like, because his friend was a scientist, he ended up falling in love with somebody from modern days. But the medicine he was injected with aged him appropriately, like in one shot, they thought he was going to die. Literally growing old yeah. and falling in love with it. It's a, another movie that will totally tearjerker. You know, while, while we're at it, I also love movies that have the balls to take place in the future because they rarely get the technology right or even close like 80s movies that take place in the 2000s but the tvs are tube tvs <laughs> oh, blade and, runner and the, yeah and the computers are bad like it's, yeah it's like i totally uh, agree dos you know computers it's just total recall which we covered their technology at least taking place in the future is like the TV's just projected on a panel on the wall. 20, i want to say 2084 yeah and they have the tvs with the uh projected onto a panel on the yeah. wall and stuff and Obviously, they have implant memory chips and stuff. I mean, things that are probably yeah. more futuristic. Now, in that movie, they also have really bad computers. Really horrible And, like, ones. GPS beeping trackers that look like electronic football. And then there was Back to the Future Part 2, which was made in 89. They thought by 2015 we would have flying cars, yeah. but they did get one thing right. The Cubs did win the World Series. Yep. Great. And they almost beat Miami, so. Yep. But they beat us. Damn it. Yes. Shit. Uh, <laughs> fucking rain delay. All right, let's let's move on to logic. All right, it all could have been different, Mister Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. So much. There's, uh, I got a ton. Yeah, it's uh, first mine. Why didn't? Okay, you find a big block of ice. You notice there's a caveman in it. Yeah. Why not call a museum? The police. The CDC. Scientist. Your school teacher, Rick Dukeman, has been talking about cavemen all right everybody quiet please settle down quiet we're going to start this week's class same place we ended last week's class and that's talking about prehistoric man in the what prehistoric man in the oh, oh stony ice age yes ice age that's right call yeah. him and be like who do i call there's a fucking caveman in my pool but they it, it's their little secret yes. they can't let anybody well, know it's because of dave's selfish decisions <sighs> that dave's Dave. like this is our caveman. This has got to be our secret, okay, Stone? You can't tell anybody. Nobody. Can I tell Steve Kuzer? No one. All right? Nobody. Okay. You understand? Yeah. No one. We're going to be popular because of this caveman. He's going to bring us attention. So that's my first one. My first one 
is, and we caught it real quick. I had to rewind it for you. When Link decides to take the student driving car, Dave and Stoney run after it. Dave jumps into the back seat and his legs are sticking out the window. But if you look real quick at one scene, they decided not even to change the scene. It's some random dude just in the back seat who is the stuntman who looks and most stuntmen they get kind of be like stunt doubles or, to look or, like. you're, or you're off you you it's so fast that you don't notice this was three this seconds on screen three seconds on screen just some random guy like who is that random italian guy who will serve you pastas all of a sudden in the back seat behind link like hey i'm here i got my sag card I would assume he'd have to get a SAG card for that because he was on screen for long enough. Speaking, speaking. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I'll I'll piggyback off that and say in this scene, so Link steals a student driving car. Yeah. The the teacher leaves the keys in the car. Link takes the car because he's been playing Radmobile, so he can drive. He instantly gets the car up on two wheels. Yeah. And while Dave is hanging out the window and you see the random Italian guy, you also, in parts of this scene, see that the car is on a cable to keep from, oh, from tipping over. Oh, it's blatantly obvious, too. But that leads me to something that probably should have made my best scenes, but it's going to be in logic. Where do they go? So they take this car on two <laughs> wheels. They drive across town. Now, mind you, Dave and Stoney are in class. Yes. And they spot Stoney or spot Link outside about to drive. So they run out of their classroom haul ass they get to the car and jump in the window link drives them across town on two wheels and they get a flat tire (laughs) they decide as high school seniors 17 years old at one (laughs) o'clock that they're gonna go to a bar the most multicultural diverse bar in world history a lot of rasta dudes there's a a trump dude with a make america great again hat (laughs) In 1992, it was he a black knew. guy too. Yeah, and then it's Kanye. <laughs> um, and then there's a bunch of vatos who are drinking a whole bottle of tequila. Yeah, no bartender in nope. sight. Link's dancing his ass off. Hey Stone, where's Link? Dancing. Yo! Cool, let's go. Let's go dance. No, no, no. I'm I'm not good at dancing. Let's not dance, please. <gasps> Dave, you are too uptight. I I just don't like to dance. Hey, Weasel. Hey, Enrique. Dave, Enrique. Hey, man. You about to see that muchacho over there, man? Oh, yeah. You see her? You see her? Yeah. Don't be looking at her, man. You see her? No. If I see any man looking at my muchacha, that man will no longer be recognizable as a man. Dave and what's her name comes in 30 minutes later, it appears. Yes, it's like Stoney's already taken a bunch of shots of tequila while dave and megan are just outside and they come in i maybe they're tending to the flat tire i don't know but link starts a conga line this just i've never been to we've been to bars in the morning yes for different reasons yes soccer games strip club uh (laughs) i wish uh when we were in we went cedar point and we went to cheers oh my god that that should be a special episode on its own we should have Fu Mackle on and uh, dude, we spent six hours at a Cheers in a strip mall, and we were the only ones there. And we, we got had there. full jukebox access. Yeah, we got there at opening. Yeah, hung out entirely too long, but that's what this is like. It's like one o'clock in this neighborhood bar, and there's just a thousand people here. So the cops show up. Dave and Link are arrested. <sighs> yeah, you see Link in Spanish say the cheese is old and moldy. Te dije, 
Si yo veo a alguien con mi mujer, lo mató. El queso está viejo y potrido. ¿Dónde está el sanitario? Where's the bathroom? And that was his acceptance. Yeah, he starts a conga line. It's it's an awesome scene. It's it's really funny, but it's like so random. It's like, okay, we stole this car. We got a flat tire. Where are we going? Bar. <laughs> we're going to the bar at 1.30 in the afternoon. While we're supposed to be in school. The one thing, I got two things, and they kind of link. No pun intended. So they find Link in a glacier underneath his backyard. It's a glacier in the ground, not that far below ground. I'd have to say maybe 12 feet. Yeah. In Southern California, where it's roughly anywhere from 90 to 120 degrees, the ice is perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. It has not melted. Mm-mm. You'd think there'd be some sort of like muddy sludge. No. So somehow the ice integrity of primordial structures just is able to maintain. Uh, yeah, that's a stretch. I mean, we'd have to contact a scientist. We'll get a geologist. But it's on. like uh, maybe it was a very large glacier and this is all that's left of it. However, after- two shitty electrical hazard space heaters melted the damn thing. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So it also ties into the fact that Dave dug out an entire 12 foot pool that has, you know, the gradient depth. Yeah. yeah. Parents are fine with it. Did not pour any concrete, Mm-mm. but at the end of the no movie, liner. we sell, no, nothing at all. No liner, no chemicals. But by the end of the movie, who would want to even swim in that? It's a mud bog. That's all it is. It's a giant mud pool. Well, this is a good opportunity to talk about Dave. So Dave. Oh, fuck Dave. Dave sucks as a character. He's horrible. But Dave is, again, he's very selfish he this is we assume halfway this movie starts probably halfway through his senior year of high school we're probably thinking i would say what february march maybe because everything's getting ready for the prom which is usually in the spring so you've been in high school for three and a half years yeah his whole the only thing he talks about is getting megan and being popular he's so he wants to go out of high school as a legend yeah but dude if it hasn't happened in three and a half years what's gonna change it's the, it's the fact that you're a senior man but he is the king of wishful thinking so he is hey digging now. this enormous swimming pool because his hopes are that the prom after party will be at his house in this swimming pool yeah which who knows how they filled the thing up <laughs> because he had the hose but how much work was it? How long has this been in the making? He's digging like a 12 foot, you know, 60 by 30 in ground pool by hand, by hand with a sh- one single shovel. Yeah. And his parents, no issue with it No, And they, they fill the thing up. He gets his party, but Dave is so Dave is very jealous of link because link is popular. He actually tries to make link leave. He's not my responsibility. You're the one who wheezed off his gig the whole time because you thought maybe he'd get you somewhere. And now the guy gets a little crusty and you're just going to bag him. It's not happening, Dave. I'm sorry, that's not how it works with friends, man. You don't bag your friends just because they get in your way no matter what, dude. Like you care? The only thing you have ever cared about in your life is nugs, chilling, and grindage. Yeah, well, I happen to care right now. That's convenient. You came along for the ride and you let me do the dirty work because you thought it might work out to your advantage. Those are desperate words of a loser. Maybe Matt Wilson was right about you all along. Take that back, Stoney. No, you take it back. Take it back! Mm-hmm. Because Link is getting everything that Dave wanted, which is popularity, girls. Dave is so 
self-centered, selfish, all the decisions. He fights Stoney mm-hmm. because he's mad at Stoney because Stoney taught Link to talk like him and look like him. So yeah. Dave hates it. Dave's just, he's a shitty friend. He's a self-centered person. I don't understand why Megan would leave Matt for Dave. I mean, Matt's an asshole too, Yeah, but Matt is outward like he's a logical asshole yeah he i'm an asshole (laughs) you know here i am dave is just so shitty such a shitty person he gets his little prom party everybody's (laughs) swimming in his mud hole i don't know what happens the next day i didn't see any booze no no booze no but there's people jumping in this pool and stuff it's just it's so strange it is so what if what if he dug this pool and then the prom party didn't happen what he's got to be reminded of a giant hole in his fucking backyard that he dug so he could have a party that never happened and it's weird because this is a uh you know we we joked earlier that megan is going to port chester university which pcu yeah we're going to talk about pcu i think this season maybe but in pcu that actress plays a girl who's a freshman at port chester university so but this is a weird high school movie where Mm -hmm. nobody ever mentions college no you would think that the way this movie would end is like they graduate link got into harvard yeah and then he graduated with honors or he ends up playing as a punter for the kansas city chiefs yeah he's duncan catch my joke that yeah goes to he graduates harvard with honors Oh, I'm Frazier. sorry. I didn't pick up. But yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite Brendan Fraser movies. Yes. With Joe Pesci. And he, uh, let's not bring up school ties. Okay. No, listen. <laughs> Yeah, because that was Matt Damon's the- first movie and he was yeah. an anti-Semite. So, uh. Great movie. Yeah. No, no mention of college. Like this, this, they have a month left of school or something. Dave doesn't care about college. He just cares. His parents didn't even bring up college. No, they don't care about college. They just care about popularity. Yeah. You would think Dave would almost like throw in the towel and be like, well, high school didn't work out for me. Wait till I'll go, co- be, I'll go be popular in college. I'll be somebody new there. Yeah. So it still drives. Well, I guess it shouldn't drive me nuts. It's kind of weird how Link as awkward as he is with a very limited vocabulary and a, a personality that makes no sense. He's out of time. Gets so popular. Yeah. But it's all I the guess, girls instantly are like, who's that dude? It, because it tells you she tried, he tried to grab her tits and it was like, okay, it's perfectly it's based on strictly appearance yeah. for the girls because he looks like he smells like piss and patchouli. Yeah. Let's be honest. He dances with those dudes in the hallway mm-hmm. and they're like, oh he's the raddest dude ever (laughs) like and then he draws his cave paintings on a on a mac what is it a mac apple two yeah it looks like an apple two and uh data from goonies is like we want you to join the computer club we took a vote and the computer club feels your presence will be a valuable asset to our organization for because you can draw (laughs) stereotype yeah it's just it's bizarre that link gets over i'll use a wrestling term but link gets over by just like doing crazy shit yeah like to drive it on two wheels all of that stuff is like he's this doing a suicidal jump off the second floor in his high school having a freak out mental episode at the museum Where he tries to start a fire. Yeah. Because who doesn't do that at a natural history museum? Yeah. He has a little bit of a freak out where he faces his own mortality and he realizes that there's bones inside of his body. Yeah. And that uh, he was frozen and he came from a different time period. But one thing we learned, and it's one of the stories and tales that we've learned and it's been passed down from generation to generation. Different is good. Arby's. (laughs) 
Any other logic you wanted to discuss? Nah. I think we're good with that. Stick around for some plugs. Once again, pool sceners, thank you for checking out the pod this week. Remember, if you want to know what's going on, any updates, any exciting things coming around the corner, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Pool Scene Podcast. Also, at Pool Scene Pod on the Twitter. Also, if you want to drop us a line, send us an email at Pool Scene Podcast at gmail.com. Any movie ideas. We have some amazing movies coming up. If there's a movie you want us to cover, let us know. You're on the journey with us. And now, back to Kevin. All right. We are in the landing strip portion of the podcast. We love the landing strip. We're going to be talking about landing strips. Uh, We do want to sincerely thank you for joining us for the debut of season three. We hope that you enjoyed our Halloween special episode last week. Mm -hmm. And again, this season, we're hoping to do some special things. The first of which uh, is hopefully next week where we are going to have some guests. We're going to actually have more guests this season. It's going to be great. We got a good lineup of movies coming for you guys. We're going everywhere from 79 up until somewhat current. So we're going all the way up and down the spectrum this time around. Yeah. Reach out and let us know what you want us to cover or... Hey, if you don't like the trivia or you did like the trivia or the... Uh, I w- will openly admit, we're going to do something different with the trivia next. We're going to have cards. Okay, yeah, this is a really quick thrown together thing. Yeah, and again, next week, because we have something special, we'll probably skip the pool check in the episode and then you'll wait for the after hours episode, which is going to kind of make up for it by being an episode length And it will be another movie next week that I have not seen. So back to back weeks, movies I have not seen. I'm very like I I don't want to say I don't want to say this was a trap week for me. Yeah, because it's a good movie and I I thought it was fun and everything. But next week is one that I've had like circled for a while that I'm excited. This is where my nerdum will probably really come in. Yeah, because I I either see one of two scenarios where you're going to spot things in next week's movie where you're going to be like, oh, that's all cool. You know, there's a neat little Easter egg because nothing but Easter eggs in that movie. Or you're just going to eye roll so hard (laughs) that you're going to be pissed. I I know that without saying too much, it's a movie based on a book where I read the book first. Our guests, I think we're both. I think one read the book first. I think one saw the movie before. And I'm neither. And it's a scenario where I adored the book and then I saw the movie and I was like, Ugh. and then yeah. they're making a sequel from what you told me. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, I'm not going to give away too much. Please join us next week for episode two, season three, episode two of the pool scene podcast. Until then, wait, before we do the final sell off, we are getting closer to 100 follows on Instagram. Hashtag Instapool 100. Once we get there, guys, spin the wheel, make the deal. We're going to do another viewer's choice episode for you guys. We're almost there. Spread the word out there, pool seniors. And if you guys want to be a lifeguard, hit us up on our Instagram page, and we'll give you the deets on how you guys can become a lifeguard because we just got some new lifeguarders in. I have some sound bites from them. You're going to hear them sporadically throughout this season and on this episode. You'll get to meet our lifeguards. So that'll be a big thing for you guys. So you know what's up. All right. We will see you next week. Silencia! Silencia.